to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Uh, we've got fat, <laughs> incredible conversations. And, you know, this is the day of the week that I do a show really early in the morning, so I'm already, like, pumped up for today. Um, I want to take a minute, though, because today is September 11th. And... Um, and, you know, I've been listening to a lot of programming. I've been listening to radio and, you know, just checking in about how people are looking at 9-11 and how they're addressing it. And there are a couple of things that we're going to be doing today. You know, first off, we're going to be talking about um, about energy. We're going to be talking about energy, the energy crisis, energy costs, and what we could do. Um, and then the second hour, we're going to be talking about, you know, what do you do? How do you handle the loss of a loved one? You know, what does that mean? What could you learn? Um, what happens if you're not ready to say goodbye? And so John... John Krigger is joining us here today with Brooke Noel later. and But I want to take a minute to just step back for a moment around today's date. And I remember where I was um, when I heard, or actually, I actually, you know, when I saw this on television, because I was traveling the coast of California with Linda. Um, I refer to her as my, my, my friend of like a gazillion years. 30 plus years and and we were traveling um you know in california we had just gone to an event there and um and here we were uh at, you know at a hotel and we were looking at the television or as most people do flipped on the television early early in the morning and and you know we were we were kind of you know just getting ready and and both of us are from um, the, the New York, and so I remember in that moment how emotionally overwhelmed each of us was because, first of all, you you couldn't even get a phone line in to find out how Linda's mom was, what had happened, and we didn't really have a sense of that, and. And it seems like it was yesterday, but it wasn't. And since that moment in time, there have been a number of shows that I've done around 9-11, including the show that I did with the firefighters and the police and the people that lived in the aftermath of that and what their health conditions are now and, and what, if anything, anybody is doing. So... You know, we've been able to follow the journey. We've been able to, you know, look at uh, the transformation. And yet, I think each and every one of us are struck by how in today's news, we are still plugged in to the events of that day. And sometimes I think it's important for us to never forget that. I know that I sat down and I was able to talk with, um, you know, my uncle. Uh, and he reminded me of 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 September of December seventh, uh, when Pearl Harbor was struck. And as a matter of fact, I actually got to spend some time with folks in Hawaii. 
that lived there during that time and got to hear some very interesting stories. And so, you know, for today, for me, I'm reminded of how absolutely vulnerable we can be, but I am also reminded of how absolutely powerful we are. Uh, as individuals and as a country in many ways. And what I'm struck by is how people have pulled together. If, you, if you're from New York or you know what it's like to live in the tri-state area, the one thing that we do know is that, uh, and, and not just there, but you know, in Seattle, on the West Coast, and in part of the country, you know that if, you're, if your town is hit by a tornado, people come together and they rally. And so today for me, it is about acknowledging all of the people out decided that they are going to be part of something greater than themselves. I'm not without noticing and, 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 uh, and, and in complete sorrow for those people that uh, families of, of ones that have moved beyond. One of the things that I do know and I am struck by is our ability to come together, our ability to create change, our ability to do something that is going to be so inspiring so that each and every one of us can benefit from it. And then I, and then I prepared for the shows that I had scheduled today, my show this morning with Paul McCormick and how he's helping people move beyond the idea that you are, were born to be poor because it's absolutely not true. He has a fabulous new book. And then, you know, I'm looking at my guests for today and what I'm really struck by as I look at the work of John Krieger who Krieger who is joining us here today and what what he has done he's put together what's called the homeowner's handbook to energy efficiency and I really look at this differently uh, than I had ever looked at this before and I think to myself look at how we're rallying around again Look at how we are coming to the table right now to think about energy, energy costs, to think about the planet, to think beyond the, the moments of 9-11 that we all still feel so deeply. And, and the question that comes to mind and what I'm seeing and what I'm thrilled about for today's show is this. What action are we taking, me, Benny, all of you out there, what action are we taking are we able to move beyond the conversation into a place of action? Our theme this year is get out of the gate in 2008. And part of getting out of the gate and the launch of Dr. Pat's Green Challenge website uh, and the work that we're doing to help uh, both, you know, our green planet, but even more importantly, our blue planet. We are a blue planet. You know, we are a planet that is mostly water. And so what can we do? How can we break this down into action that you and I can do every day of our lives? We've introduced you to Perfco Green, the, you know, biodegradable plastic that is absolutely amazing. Uh, and we're now opening up a bigger conversation because every one of us, every one of us wants to know what we're going to be able to do about energy costs going up. So in the spirit of how we come together, in the spirit of my guests today, and what we're able to put together and, and what we learn from some of the horrific things that happen in our lives is that we have the power to create change. And my guest, John Krieger, is joining me here today, and we're going to talk about that. John, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Thank you very much, Dr. Pat, for having me on the show. 
Well, thank you for joining us here because, you know, we have a, this is a, first of all, let me thank you for what you've done in preparing this book, The Homeowner's Hand Guide to Energy Efficiency. And, you know, and what I love is it's a guide to both big and small improvements. And that's so important. You know, I think we've all gotten to this place of being much more knowledgeable about energy. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that lives in New York and has been part of the, uh, the rebuilding of um, downtown Manhattan. And, you know, he and I said to him, you know, what is the most important thing we could talk about today? And he said, you know, of course, we all get go back in time and we think about what it is that uh, happened on that day. He said, but right now what we're faced with is empowering people to be self-sufficient to be dependent upon themselves for energy and and sustenance and so you know it's really interesting that the timing of having you on the air uh and my conversation with him is so perfect because what i think you've done here john is that by putting a book like this together but more important to become empowered and um, I wanted to ask you about that. You know, when you put together the book, you know, um, the, hand, the, the Homeowner's Hand Guide to Energy Efficiency, uh, you know, what was it you had in mind? Well, we, we know that uh, people are, are now concerned about this. The timing, we, we've had this book ready for a long time, but we felt, felt like the timing was right because energy costs were increasing so much. Now we have three good reasons to save energy. The first is for our own economic well-being. Uh, the second is to be patriotic citizens of our country and to help our country move beyond uh, this uh, oil and electricity addiction that we have. And the other is to you know, help the, our ailing environment. So I think all these things have came together and, um, uh, you know, Producing a book like this cost us a lot of money, and we just felt like this is the time to do it, and that we felt like we could be successful and at the same time help people, uh, you know, be successful at reducing their energy. Yeah. Footprint. Yeah, and you know, John, I want to ask you this question before we go to break because this is mind-boggling to me. You know, I I travel a lot, and you know, I go to places like Arizona, I go to places like Hawaii, and I'm still struck to this day that there isn't some requirement that asks folks that at least live in places where the sun shines most of the time that there isn't some requirement to start building or shifting towards energy efficient forms of resources and I want you to I want you to address that because some people said to me I just don't get the big picture and, and I want to hear it from you because you are the expert you know you are someone that is nationally recognized as expert in the field of energy uh, and conservation for buildings we're thrilled to be talking about this book we're going to share some of uh, some of the amazing things in here because this is about all of us getting educated and informed am I like off my rocker that I I should think that everybody that lives in a sunny state should be required to use solar energy. I can't wait till the phones start ringing on this one. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be uh, talking with John about the book. But more importantly, what can you do now and what you what can you plan to do in the future to make sure that your home is energy efficient? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Polaris 
Business Guides is ready to hand you the keys to a successful future. When you master the eight keys to a prosperous business, you'll accomplish more while doing less. You'll overcome success roadblocks, create powerful partnerships, build wealth, succeed in spite of economic challenges, and more. The next teleclass begins October 9th, and there's no risk because Madeline Gerwick offers a money-back guarantee. So you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Sign up today and learn the eight keys to easily build and sustain the ultimately prosperous business. Call 877-524-8300 for complete details and to register. Or visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com for the keys to your prosperity. Visit P-O-L-A-R-I-S-BusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Your prosperity awaits you. Are you taking too many oral pain pills and concerned about side effects? Are you having trouble getting to sleep because of the pain? I'm Lou Paradise. I had the same problems you have. Cured my pain, eliminated pain pills and their side effects by developing Topperson Pain Relief and Healing Cream. Topperson relieves pain without side effects. It doesn't burn, it doesn't smell, and it doesn't stain. But don't just take my word for it. Doctors, pharmacists, and pain specialists are using and recommending Topperson and ending the suffering for thousands of people just like you. We know you hurt. We want to help. We are so sure that Topperson will work for you. We offer a money-back guarantee. So if you want pain relief without side effects just ask for Topperson. Topperson is now available at Fred Meyer Natural Food and other fine stores go to Topperson.com for a store near you or call 1-800-959-1007 Topperson.com or 1-800-959-1007 Topperson the last pain medicine you'll ever need and you can sleep on that be the first to join your favorite Hay House authors on the next I Can Do It at Sea. Come aboard a luxurious cruise ship and meet Greg Braden, Brian Weiss, Sonia Choquette, and many more. The seven-night cruise to Alaska on July 11th through 18th, 2009 includes soul-nourishing workshops, spiritual cinema movies in your cabin, autograph sessions, and amazing ports of call. This is a vacation you'll never forget. Cabins are limited. Reserve today. HayHouse.com. Are you the owner or manager of a struggling small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself, and now he'll show you how to do it, too. Visit smallbizsherpa.com or call 206 505 that's smallbizsherpa.com smallbizsherpa.com Be sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways. Visit thedrpatshow.com and register now. Forget their space and come check out our space on the web, 1150kknw.com, and find out about Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. 
Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by John Krieger joining me here today. Homeowner's Handbook uh, is what we're talking about. The website is homeownershandbook.biz. You know, John is someone that, uh, first of all, uh, founded Saturn Resource Management and began publishing books on energy conservation and energy efficiency for buildings uh, in 1987. Uh, since then, he has co-authored dozens of energy publications, best known are our uh, residential energy cost savings and comfort for existing buildings, uh, your mobile home energy and repair guide, and much more. And today's conversation is both to talk about energy at a global level, but more specifically to really get down and look at what we're what we have in our homes and seeing what we could do and what the impact of that is. John, thank you for joining us here today. You know, I want to I want to start out at the global level and ask you this question. I mean. I think, in in my opinion, it's like I see the sunshine and I think, oh, why wouldn't we have solar energy here? And I don't claim to be an expert in this field. It's just a common sense thing. And I wanted to hear from you. Uh, you know, what is happening? Why don't more people have solar energy? Well, Dr. Pat, um, solar uh, has has had its uh, starts and stops. You know, back in the 1980s, uh, at the last energy crisis, the solar inter- industry was going great guns, and they were starting to manufacture more products, and the products were starting to drop in price, and then uh, energy got cheap, and and the solar energy got hammered. So they're, they're just getting back on their feet, and... Uh, They've, there's been a lot of research since then. Uh, the products have improved. The reliability has improved, and it's a it's a fast growing industry. Uh, they can hardly keep up with demand right now. The state of California is just going great guns, as are the countries of Austria and Germany. So the solar industry is going great to get guns. But the reason why solar is not for most people right now is that most people have too high. Uh, of, a, of an energy use, mm. and it, it's it's way better for them to invest money in reducing their energy use before they invest in solar energy, because that way they can invest at, say, 25% return on investment, 30%, 35% return on investment, and start getting that return so that when they go to invest in solar, which is fairly expensive, they'll have uh, more money to invest. And I think what we're talking about is what you you actually the the handbook is brilliant because you give us ways to actually address this now. And we don't have to go out and get solar panels. We can do some things right now. I I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, as you did your research and you prepared this book, um, you know, were there any surprises to you? Well, we've been in it for so long and advocating (laughs) it for so long that. Uh, things really do remain the same, and they're really not that complicated. A lot of, uh, you know, a lot of builders and homeowners just don't understand how valuable insulation is. So they just don't put enough of it in their houses. And mm. I mean, this has gone on, you know, across the country, and uh, you know, for years and years and years. And now we find ourselves saying, "Oh my God, we don't have enough insulation." Now we have to invest in more insulation, and it's. You know, that's going to be kind of expensive. I mean, there's a lot of simple things we can do, like installing and using programmable thermostats and uh, replacing our old-style light bulbs with compact fluorescent lights using low-flow shower heads, things like that. Those are cheap. 
but there's some major uh, investments that we'll have to make, too. You know, one of the things that I, I love about what we're talking about here is that, uh, you know, we're looking at things like insulation. It's really interesting you brought that up, John. That, that really interesting. I just had this debate about two weeks ago. And when, we, when, we, when we're building a house or when builders build a house, you know, we have this idea that if we put in either more, and I'm gonna go, probably not going to use the right term, either more insulation or there are different levels, quality of insulation that may cost more initially. We don't really see the big picture. I mean, is there some statistic or ratio that we could point to about this? Because I was asked, what is the cost savings going to be by doing that? And I said, well, you know, I don't know. I, it just feels like the thing to do. Well, we have this feeling that there's, you know, there's, of course, there's always diminishing returns. If you're going to invest in savings, uh, the, the more you invest, uh, the, the less each, uh, you know, unit of investment uh, beyond a certain point is going to return you. That that That's good. But, you know, right now, energy has doubled and tripled you know, all across the country. So the old rules of thumb that we used for what is cost-effective and what's not cost-effective are now completely blown out of the water. So we have to reevaluate them. In mild climates all the way along the west coast of the United States, I mean, someday I think that we'll be living in houses that require hardly any heating and cooling. And because heating and cooling are going to be just too expensive. And it's going to be easy for you guys who live in mild climates. Well, I have to tell you, the shock of my life when I moved out to the Seattle area was that at the time, by the way, and it wasn't that long ago, most people don't have air conditioners. It's just recently, I'd say the past three or four summers, that people have had to get air conditioners. And the bottom line is, when you go to try to get an air conditioner here in a heat wave, you cannot get them. They sell out. And, you know, it's really interesting we're talking about that. But, you know, let's let's address the cost. Let's get down to some nitty-gritty stuff here because we're talking about improve the energy efficiency of our homes. And, I, and let's start out with an average home for a moment. Uh, you know, what kind of cost are we talking about here? The cost of improvements, you know, maybe anything uh, between, say, for you guys in, in, a, in a mild climate, I would say $5 per square foot of floor space to $25 per square foot of floor space to be able to maintain the comfort level that we've grown accustomed to. We're going to have to make you know, a sizable investment in, uh, in, in reducing our energy consumption, and we're going to have to improve our habits at the same time. So when we look at changing habits, what do you think, John? What's the number one thing we should be looking at here? Is it like driving a hybrid? Uh, you know, what, what should we be looking at? Turning off things we're not using. We're still terrible at that. Yeah, we really are. And we, yeah, we really are. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm on the same floor here in my building with a bunch of environmentalists. And, I mean, I've been harping on people for 10 years that we don't need, you know, two kilowatts worth of lighting in our hallway when the windows are letting the light in. We're just adding to that summer peak. Just like every time somebody from Seattle or somebody from Montana where we don't really need air conditioning that bad takes an air conditioner off the shelf, 
that's one more brick in the wall of the next coal-fired power plant. And everybody, nobody wants these things in their backyard. But, you know, we, we don't think twice about going down to the big box store and buying ourselves an air conditioner. And, you know, we, we've got to have more, you know, environmental consciousness than that, I think, in the future. Let's talk about coal-fired power plant because I don't. I'm not sure everybody knows exactly what we're talking about, unless you know you, you, you're like me and spend some time in Pennsylvania. But let's let's back up for a minute and let's talk about that coal, C O A L, right? Yes. Yeah, I want to be really clear. That stuff that we decided like what two decades ago was killing us. Yeah. Okay. Just want to be clear about this, John, because now what we're saying. Let's build some more of these plants. That's what we're saying. Who's saying it? So we're burning coal at 30% efficiency to run an air conditioner. At the same time we're burning coal, we're heating up the atmosphere with the coal you know, and with the waste heat because we're wasting 70% of the potential energy in the coal and we're just running it right up the smokestack into the atmosphere, heating the atmosphere that way, plus putting the particulates, the carbon dioxide in the atmosphere that's keeping the, the heat, uh, you know, into the, you know, uh, on the globe and uh, creating global warming. So uh, I'm not saying that we shouldn't burn any coal. I'm just saying that what we really need to do, Dr. Pat, and this is going to be controversial, is move these coal-fired power plants right into the center of the towns <laughs> so that we can use the 70% of the waste heat to run industry and to heat homes. What do you think of that? Well, you know, you're starting to sound a little bit like me, John. You're starting to uh, uh, talk a little bit by, uh, you know, about some of the things that, that are, are interesting to me. I hope you can stay on with us for a little bit here because I, w- I want to continue this conversation uh, with you. And, you know, I, I was pr- pretty much laughed out of, you know, a town, you know, in terms of my circle of friends when I said, and boy, this is a quote that I hope didn't get on the internet, but I said to them, oh, you know, gas will never get to $3 a gallon. They looked at me and they said, why? I said, well, you know, because what will happen, they'll start to ration it and we'll have to be waiting in gas lines. And they said, where did you get that from? I said, oh, my God, I must be dating myself. But, <laughs> but I do remember waiting in gas lines. And it's the same idea, I think, that you talked about. Putting a, a coal fire plant in the middle of the town would be the equivalent right now to actually having people waiting gas lines. And what do you think the response would, to that would be? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back and talk more about that. Do you have questions about romance, work, or health? Get the answers you need at the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th at the Seattle Center Fisher Pavilion. Saturday, 10 to 7, and Sunday, 11 to 6. For only $12, you can enjoy two days filled with over 80 holistic exhibitors and 60 free lectures ranging from natural health, personal growth, and metaphysical topics. Visit bmse.net for a $2 off coupon or call 541-482-3722 for information shop beautiful crystals purchase quality nutritional supplements have your future revealed and much more from ancient healing traditions to the latest in the holistic world this seattle body mind and spirit expo will educate and entertain dr pat will have an all-new lecture at 3 p.m on saturday 
Come enjoy the Seattle Body, Mind, and Spirit Expo, October 11th and 12th. Visit BMSC.net. Spiritual empowerment coach and TV personality Robin Alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives. Get your free on-air readings on Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis right here on Alternative Talk 1150 every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Robin serves you using her gifts as a medium, medical intuitive, past life reader, and more. Make your appointment every Wednesday at 3. Mystic Radio with Robin Alexis right here on Alternative Talk 1150. And for more information, check out our website at RobinAlexis.com. Did you know that nearly 60,000 dogs and cats are euthanized every year in western Washington? Posado's Safe Haven Space Station, a state-of-the-art mobile vet clinic, travels to the areas that need help the most. Posado's is reducing the number of unwanted animals by making spaying and neutering easy, safe, and inexpensive. To check the Space Station schedule or to read more, please visit PosadosSafeHaven.org. That's P-A-S-A-D-O SafeHaven.org. For years, I was searching for a church that spoke about God in ways that made sense to me, in ways that recognized my struggles in life and then helped me find solutions. I found that church. It's the Center for Spiritual Living, a wonderful community that is helping me build a better life and a better world. Each Sunday, Reverend Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis inspires me to create a world that works not only for me, but for everyone. Honoring all paths to God, the Center for Spiritual Living is located just east of University Village on Sandpoint Way with three Sunday services. Visit online at spiritualliving.org. Hey, Nick, how's the job search going, bud? You know, not like I thought it would. I just can't seem to find the right company to work with. Oh, man, that's too bad. But, dude, wait. I just heard on the Dr. Pat show, she was talking about super supplements, right? Well, they're looking for someone to develop and run their buying and merchandising department. Isn't that kind of like what you do? Yeah, but, you know, I'd really like to work for a company that's doing more than just looking out for themselves. Yeah, I feel you on that one. But, you know, I have a friend that works at Super Supplements, and she raves about the creative atmosphere. She says they work hard and play hard as a team of passionate people committed to health and the well-being of others. Yeah, but I'm not looking for an entry-level job. Not to worry. They're looking for senior-level experience within a multi-channel organization, having a background in grocery or supplements. This sounds cool. What should I do? Well, all you have to do is apply directly at supersupcareers.com. Dr. Pat wants everyone to have the job of their dreams. And this sounds like a winner for you, man. So all you have to do, again, apply online at supersupcareers.com. Go do it. Stay informed with news, traffic, and weather at the top of the hour, weekdays on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Hey, are you going green? Are you going blue? Blue is about water. Do you have a hybrid? Or did you know that perhaps the way that you landscape your yard could have an influence on how the efficiency, the energy efficiency in your house actually works. John Krieger joining me here today and basically the homeowner's handbook to energy efficiency. I was I was up at a friend's house and I shared this. There's a, a section in the book that's about landscaping because this is the farthest thing from my mind, John, that I even thought about to know that the way that we landscape could help us. And so let's talk about this from an average everyday person homeowner. Benny is a homeowner. You know, what are some of the things that we could do today that would help us immediately and in the long run? 
Well, I think the most, the very most important way that we can use landscaping is to shade east and west windows because the, the east and west windows tend to be the windows that the, where the sun heats the house in the summertime. And so this is the this is the main the main reason why people go out and buy air conditioners is because there's too much solar energy coming in their windows. Mm -hmm. So if we just simply stop the solar energy from coming in the windows in a climate like Seattle, you know, we've, we've done practically the whole cooling job that we need to do and we don't need to go and buy an air conditioner and you know, put that brick in the wall of the next coal-fired power plant. So that's the most important thing. Now people who live in windier climates uh -huh. can, uh, can plant windbreaks and that can save a whole lot of energy uh, during the heating season. So, I mean, you know, I, I didn't even, I, honestly, John, I, I didn't even think about that. But, you know, the point that you're making is extremely important. And, and I've and, and actually shared this with a couple of friends of mine. But the, the other thing I also want you to talk about, uh, and I love the way you address it in the, in the book, is finding and sealing leaks, air leaks. And I, I would love for you to talk about that because I think sometimes we can walk by a window, let's say in the winter. We could walk by a, wind, a window in the winter and we feel a chill. So what we do is we lower the blinds. And so, uh, you know, how important is this uh, in helping us, uh, you know, to uh, conserve cost? Well, people have a lot of misconceptions about windows. First of all, they think that windows are the number one source of air leakage in a home, which they're not. Yeah, there, there I went. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, you know, the number one source of air leakage in a home is if you follow in the path of the plumber and the electrician and what they did inside the home, you'll find that, you know, if they needed a four-inch hole to take a pipe through, uh, they cut a five or a six inch hole. So there's a large space around, uh, around that pipe. They may go down into the crawl space, may go up into the attic. So uh, you'll find other places in the house where you can, you could reach your hand right through uh, from outside to inside or from your attic to the inside of the building. Now the attic is filled with, uh, with, air from the outside, right? Because it's ventilated. Oh, yeah. So there shouldn't be direct pathways between the attic and the house. There shouldn't be direct pathways between the crawl space and the house, between the garage and the house. So if we follow where the pipes go, where the wires go, where the chimneys go, and we just get, get ready and air seal in those locations, then we'll have gotten the big air leaks, the big important air leaks. Whereas you know, caulking around our windows uh, is is less important than that. So, you know, these are things that, uh, you know, if I wanted to go down and, and just say uh, to our listeners, look, I'll talk to Benny. Uh, Benny, look, you, you've got a brand new home almost. You've got it a couple years. And, and how would Benny start to evaluate his home uh, and his efficiency so he could save some cost? Well, luckily, you know, the state of Washington and the city of Seattle are some of the most progressive places in the whole USA for energy conservation purposes. You bet. I think Seattle City Light, I think you can, I'm not sure, but I think that you can get a free or low-cost energy mm -hmm. audit through uh, different types of energy programs. 
Um, I think that, you know, the Washington State Energy Office is a tremendous source of um, information on <clears throat> energy programs and uh, how to, uh, how to uh, access them, because there's all kinds of rebates and tax credits and tax deductions and all kinds of things that people can avail themselves of. So as a first step, might go to the Washington State Energy Office, might go to the Seattle City Light website, and I think you can find out a whole lot of information about how to get an energy audit. And, and uh, you said that uh, Seattle and Washington State, yeah, absolutely. Um, but what about other states? Because we've got listeners from all over. I mean, let's say you're in New Jersey. I mean, is the first place to go, it, it, would it be wise to go back to your energy company and see what they have? I would imagine that that would be a good place to start. Well, in New Jersey, they have these this New Jersey Comfort Partners. All the, all the uh, utilities yeah. in New Jersey have this consortium. Yeah, isn't and, that great? And then, uh, you know, in New England, uh, they have uh, a consortium of utility programs called NEAP, the, uh, the Northeast Energy Efficiency Partnership. Mm-hmm. And, and so utilities all over the country, but especially on the East Coast and the West Coast, uh, are, are, are very uh, aware of, of the problem that their customers are facing, and uh, they're trying to provide energy audits and energy information. So going to the utility company is often the best uh, way to to get preliminary information, but also your state energy office. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, John, what are the big, big energy projects that, you know, if you were to talk about or recommend, what would some of the biggies be? Well, um, Insulate, re-insulating your house. We, we simply don't have enough insulation mm-hmm. in our houses, and especially in our walls. And I think that one big project that we recommend is replacing a siding and installing exterior insulation, exterior foam insulation on the outside of the house, and at the same time replacing the windows. And the reason why these projects should be, de- should be done together is because... The windows and the siding and the insulation all need to be integrated together in a watertight kind of way that would be difficult to do if you did one of these projects at one time. So we're talking about a pretty large investment here, uh, probably more than $10 per square foot of floor space. But uh, what what you're going to face in Seattle and along the West Coast and in mild climates is getting down to the point where you just don't need much heating or cooling at all. And uh, with, you know, we'd have to invest here in Montana, we'd have to invest, you know, at least 30 or $40 a square foot in what you can get done in, you know, 15 or $20 a square foot. What do you think, and uh, again, uh, this is a conversation I had very recently, uh, there are a lot of folks that are getting rid of their oil, oil-based furnaces, oil, uh, and moving towards electric and gas if it's possible. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. I mean, well, see, it makes sense for now, but, you know, (laughs) natural gas will eventually follow oil, and electricity is really not going to give you much better, uh, you know, energy efficiency than than oil did, but, but a little bit. 
I mean, what we should be investing in is investing in the building shell rather than the heating and cooling system. We want to invest in the building shell first because then when we go to upgrade the, uh, the heating and cooling system, we can install smaller heating and cooling systems, and that will save us money. If we work on the shell first, the building shell, and insulate it and air seal it and get new windows, then when we go to replace the heating system, we'll have a smaller heating system. You know, this is, um, uh, you know, all of this, people are really facing these decisions on a daily basis, I believe. I I think most folks, you know, didn't believe that gas would go up to the level, um, gasoline would go up to the level. And, you know, now we're moving into the winter months. I don't think we have fully under, I don't, I really do. I don't think we fully understand the impact that the rising price of oil is going to have on people this winter. I, I just don't think that we've grasped it. I think we've been able to kind of, you know, go along with the cars and maybe, you know, not use both cars, whatever that is. But boy, how can people prepare for the winter? I mean, what would you recommend uh, for well, folks? If you, well, if you live in Maine, I oh. mean... Uh, you know, I mean, there's a panic up there right oh, now. There I mean, is, oh, the yeah. wood stoves are yeah. going out the the doors yep. of uh, of shops as fast as they can bring them in. No and, kidding. And uh, because people have got to switch away from oil, the price of oil has doubled twice for them. And I think the average uh, cost just to heat your home—we're not talking about any electricity or anything like that—is thirty-six hundred bucks a year right now. Last year it was eighteen hundred bucks, and it had doubled from nine hundred bucks. We're talking about people having trouble paying their mortgage and affording to heat their home. Mm. And people in in Montana, Maine, Minnesota, New Hampshire are are, are reducing. Uh, their their uh, thermostat settings drastically just to try to uh, be able to afford uh, some level of comfort in their homes. Well, you know, this is, uh, John, I, I mean, you know, I have friends and family, of course, in New England and other places, and and it, it's a serious problem. Um, you, you know, I have a, an uncle uh, uh, that's in his 90s living in uh, Fort Collins, and, uh, you know, all of this is part of a bigger conversation on what we can do. I want to mention to everyone that uh, the Homeowner's Handbook to Energy Efficiency is uh, John uh, John Krieger has put this book out uh, along with Chris Dorsey. It is a guide for big and small improvements. When we come back from break, we'll have uh, John's closing comments for us. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. Starting a new business, signing a contract, or launching a new website or business product? Certified business and personal astrologer Madeline Gerwick uses good timing to give you the ideal time to start your new business venture. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com or call 877-524-8300. Attain higher business success and better return on resources with good timing. Visit PolarisBusinessGuides.com. 
The Dr. Pat Show has rapidly grown into a number one talk radio show, hailed for its remarkable guests, sponsors with integrity, and amazing listeners. Dr. Pat is in search of a creative, self-starting, energetic person to join the marketing team. If you're interested in helping to promote and sustain The Dr. Pat Show, submit your resume to pat at thedrpatshow.com. This is your opportunity to make a difference in the world. Feel stuck with anxiety or depression? Imagine having the momentum and the tools to create emotional freedom. Dr. Schaub's Breakthrough and Empowerment Program helps you to release deeply rooted emotions from your subconscious and cellular memory, thus allowing you to access your true potential. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND or visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. Are you suffering from chronic pain and fatigue? Are you tired of taking medications? There are solutions that are completely natural and effective. The key is to identify the root of the problem and allow your body, mind, and spirit to do the healing. At Holistique Medical Center, Dr. Darvish and her staff do just that. Treat you as an individual. Find the root cause of your symptoms and stimulate your innate healing. Call Holistique Medical Center at 425-451-0404 or visit drdarvish.com. That's drdarvish.com. Music, the stuff of creation. What a powerful tool for healing, inspiring, and connecting us to source. And to each other. We'll talk about it. We'll play it. We'll have a lively discussion with guests who are doing it. So join us Monday and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Saturday mornings at 11. Tune in to Living Music Radio on KKNW 1150 AM or livingmusicradio.com. Hi, I'm Lynn McTaggart. Pat, it is always such a pleasure to be on your show. You ask the kinds of questions that no one asks, and you stimulate me to new places. I'm thrilled to be on your show and also to tell people about our peace intention experiment to get involved on September 14th. That's a Sunday by first signing up on www.theintentionexperiment.com, and you can do forward slash peace. And you'll get right to it. Spread the word. Your favorite shows are on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. John Krieger joining me here today. We've got, you know, John is going to talk about uh, uh, how you can take action today, regardless of where you live. And I love, John, that you're joining us here today. We'll ta- let's take a minute and give out the website so folks know how to find out more about you and, and plug in to becoming energy efficient. That's homeownershandbook.biz. Homeownershandbook.biz. So, okay, let's take a look at the big picture. And, John, is there a plan that we can put into place here? I think we can divide it up into cold climates, moderate climates, and hot climates. If you live in a cold climate, you have to focus on reducing your heating costs. And that's going to involve re-insulating your home, making your home more airtight, and then maybe buying some kind of solid fuel space heater like a pellet stove or a wood stove. If you live in a... 
in a mild climate uh, like California, the coast of Oregon and Washington, someplace like that, uh, the southeast United States, you should focus on insulation and landscaping and reducing your air conditioning costs because a lot of people are paying $500 a month or more for air conditioning. And so the landscaping and, and, uh, and, and all of that is going to be very, very important for people in hot climates. In moderate climates, uh, you have to look at the whole, the big picture. You know, your electrical bills uh, for water heating and uh, heating and cooling and clothes drying and all of that. You have to touch all those bases to get a, a good savings. I was so struck, and I was sharing this during the break, uh, John, that uh, when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, Seattle, um, I, I, I grew up in an environment where if you had a fireplace, it was a wood-burning fireplace. Uh, and that's all I knew. And, and you and I, t- at the break, talked about the pellet fireplaces. I want to take a minute uh, for you to share what you shared with me, because first of all, I had never heard of a pellet fireplace. Well, there's stoves and there's fireplaces. Yes. And a stove sits out in the room, and a fireplace is, is on a wall, mm-hmm. and, and it has a masonry chimney. So you have uh, a pellet stove is, is a really good way to go. Uh, the Seattle area and a lot of other places in the, in the country have a lot of wood waste available. You can pelletize this wood waste and sell it pretty cheaply. It's, it's always going to be cheaper than natural gas, I think. Uh, whereas with the, the natural gas fireplaces and stoves, you're still using natural gas. It's going to continue to get more expensive. And these fireplaces and decorative stoves don't burn it at a very good efficiency. Any, the efficiency is anywhere from 35 to 65 percent. And, I mean, we knew how to burn gas at 80% uh, in 1890. So, I mean, that's not saying much for our technology. Well, I I, I was sharing with you, I was really struck when I moved from uh, the East Coast to Seattle. I I moved into an apartment building that had a gas stove, uh, excuse me, a gas fireplace. And I absolutely loved it. I loved it for a number of different reasons. First of all, it was the quickest way to take, uh, take, get rid of the dampness. Uh, And I think we all got sort of lulled into the idea that gas is the way to go, thinking that that will not follow oil. What, What do you think? When you're burning gas in a gas fireplace, you're burning it at about 35% efficiency, and it's a terrible waste of natural gas. And when you're burning it in a decorative uh, stove, that's, a, that's about 55% efficiency. We can, we can use it in motor vehicles. We can use it in central heating systems. I mean, uh, a gas, the, the newest gas furnaces will burn gas at 97% efficiency. Wow. So... I mean, we ought to save gas for where we can use it at high efficiency because we don't have, you know, uh, gas to waste anymore. Well, and and I was reading something um, uh, on the Internet the other day, and it said that, uh, 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 you know, heating bills are to go up uh, 27 or so percent and oil um, uh, and well, what what was I reading? Yeah, heating bills to go up, oil 41 percent and a natural gas to to sort of follow that. Isn't the best way to really look at this is to take a look at the big picture of our homes and do exactly what you're talking about is start someplace and start making changes to the home. Well, right. And the, the first chapter of our book talks about making a plan. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
depending on where you live, you're going to be investing in different things. <clears throat> so you have to understand your energy costs and what they are right now and where the waste is. Because if you run off and just start buying things and doing things without making a plan, um, you may invest in the wrong things or invest in things in the wrong order and really not use your money uh, as, as well as you could by good planning. Well, this has been a great conversation, John. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. I want to make sure everybody knows the book is The Homeowner's Handbook to Energy Efficiency. Uh, and, you know, John, you know, in closing, I would love to ask you for your personal message. What, what do you want to leave uh, our listeners with today? Well, I think that we can be patriotic and at the same time look after our own economic interests and help the environment by just using less energy. And maybe we, we could shoot for each of us individually using less than 2,000 kilowatt hours per year of electricity and uh, less than, say, uh, 20 decatherms uh, of, of natural gas. And I mean, if we just set, the, set certain goals and then start working toward those numerical goals, that will be the best for both the planet, our country, and ourselves. John, thank you so much for joining us here today. Um, I certainly learned a lot from reading your book, and, and I love the fact that it is so important for us to, to create a plan. Uh, you know, thank you so much for joining us today on the show. Dr. Pat, I love your show, and thanks for having me on. You bet. And, folks, I just want you uh, to uh, know the name of the book in case you missed it, uh, The Homeowner's Handbook to Energy Efficiency, uh, A Guide to Big and Small Improvements. And there's lots in this book that I didn't even, I didn't have a clue that you could do very, very cost-effectively uh, to get your home ready for whatever season is coming. Uh, John is a leader in this field, and so it's... It's wonderful that he's sharing this information with us. Uh, we have a great show coming up for you in a minute or so. Want to make sure that you stay tuned uh, to the Dr. Pat show. As I mentioned earlier, this is... Um you know, this is one of those dates I don't think we'll ever forget. My guest uh, in a few minutes is going to be talking about what it means to say goodbye, what it means to be surviving and coping and healing after a loved one makes their transition. We're going to be having that conversation and, and know that there are things we can do today to shift our lives, to shift our energies. And while you're out there today, check your insulation. Let me know how you're doing with that. Let's take a short break. We'll come right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. We've got a great hour for you. Talk radio to thrive by. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Mm -hmm. 